It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 5th of June. The NBA is officially back. We'll break down how it looks. We'll take your questions. We'll actually talk about basketball as well as some other items. And get ready for it. It is locked on jazz. Bum 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 pow. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers. Today's show brought to you by Rock Auto. For the always lowest prices on any of your car needs, go to rockauto.com. Well, it's official. We've talked about it a lot. We've analyzed it up and down. We've tried to figure out what was going to happen, what was the best approach, and it's official. July 31st, the NBA will play again. Uh, The the training camps will open. Uh, Players are, you know, now the players know they're going to come into town, and frankly, players, they have a lot of time. Like, there's, there's little to no excuse to not being ready. They, they've kind of known this for a while, or at least we've talked about it for a while. They are going to play their first game 40 to 50 days from now. So a lot of the talk that we had throughout the process, which is injuries and being ready and this and that, um, I, I'll tell you what, I, those do not, I, I think those get taken off the table. It'll be a new environment. It'll be a different environment, but these guys have plenty of time to get ready and get themselves back up to peak performance, which is great. Um, And it's interesting that they, there does not seem to be a huge rush to be able to go get back out on the floor. That to me, I haven't heard a lot of talk about that, but to me, that's one of the more interesting things that's taken place here is that there isn't this, mad dash to get back out on the floor as fast as possible. And so instead, we're playing July 31st, which is, you know, honestly, it's a little bit later than I would have thought we would have ever started. It's later than we've talked about. And you go back to like when we first started talking about this, there was no chance we could possibly start this late. So it's in the, the process we've been through in time. Remember, there was a period of time where you couldn't possibly play after Labor Day. Okay, well, like these things evolve and change. And to the credit of the NBA, I think they've allowed as much information as they could, taken in the much they could. The most interesting thing is stretching it from 16 to 22 teams and getting those extra eight games in either for regional sports network or for the ability to make the basketball better uh, by the time you hit the playoffs. And also just the safety risk on that that they don't seem to think that that's uh, an exceeding safety risk. I don't know if you saw, but Alabama football had at least five players test positive the other day. Oklahoma State had a bunch of players test positive. Now, I'm going to guess that those 19, 20, 22-year-old kids from the South and are probably not you know, taking all the precautions that they needed to take. And so in turn, you're probably dealing with a population that uh, is low risk and highly susceptible to picking up the virus. But that's... Uh, that is at least interesting to see those numbers suddenly spike, right? We've got a bunch of players who've got to come in from across the, the world. They're entering into, we're actually 
you know, we're, this is not a case where we're doing better than the rest of the world where you have. To, so I don't think that actually has a huge impact on it, but it's, an, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, my, my, my big thoughts here before I get to your questions and all your different thoughts as, as we reach this point is one, it, they really let this evolve. So, I mean, if you go back and think about a bunch of the items that we had early that we thought were news that weren't, that's because, you know, whether or not Adam Silver followed through his words that they're going to let the data dictate it, not the date, I don't know, that's debatable, but he certainly didn't have a date early and let this evolve as much as he possibly could throughout the process. That is very, very clear. Uh, the other one is I think the players will have plenty of time. A huge amount of our conversations been who's going to be out of shape, who's going to be injured, who's not going to be able to go. It's a lot of time. Like they know today when they're playing. They've known for two weeks, maybe more, when they're playing. I thought players would all be in by June 15th. They're not. So it's a little later, but I also didn't think we were starting July 31st. So there's been plenty of time here to rev things back up and then they'll go into Orlando and go into the bubble. The thing that will be interesting is which players are able to find a new routine. Players are incredible about how much it is a, it's a habit to them, how much of a routine base all of this is to them. And so what the fact that they're going to have to build brand new routines in Orlando, find ways to get ready for games in a different manner than they ever have before, I think will be a, one of the bigger stories of which players are able to get comfortable and figure out how to play. Uh, and that's, I think, which will dictate things. The, the thought the whole time was that, you know, you're going to rush it back. Shooting's going to be off. This doesn't feel like a rush back. Shooting might not be off. Guys might have their legs. Shooting might be all right. Um, which then, you know, something I talked about earlier, I thought protecting the rim would be more important than ever before because shooting is off. That might not be true. We really might have enough time that guys are pretty close to their peak performance. Um, and I think that, that to me, is very different than what I anticipated uh, going into this. All right, if you haven't heard all the dates, training camp doesn't start till June 30th, but I know for the fact that many jazz players are already back in town, and all of them are heading now back. July 7th, teams will travel to Orlando, so you got about seven, eight days in your own location. July 31st, the season resumes. I'm sure there's some sort of 14-day quarantine. Uh, I don't know if that means no practice or what that means in Orlando. The final game of the NBA could be as late as October 12th. Probably unlikely, but that could be Game 7. The NBA draft is now October 15th. My thoughts on the impact of the NBA draft are that actually our, guy, our, our scouts will have had more time, more opportunity to watch players film, video, and from my understanding, there have been Zoom calls going on this whole time with players. So they've had more opportunity to interact. Free agency will be, begin the 18th, three days later. Not that different. And, you know, uh, I talked about D, this with DJ and PK. A lot of what we've talked about is, like, how do you avoid the NFL? The 18th is Sunday. So, that's a, I would have probably started on a Monday or Tuesday. Um, so it's a little different to me that we're starting on a Sunday, on an NFL Sunday, so you're competing with all those news. But I do think if you start on the 19th or 20th and you have three or four days of free agency, unless we're going to have our moratorium, but even that doesn't really muster up to much news-wise, I would have thought you would have done it the 20th. 
That's the only thing. The next date is November 10th is the target for the 2021 season with December 12th as the opening night target for 2021. That's, you know, I, I, my hypothetical this whole time, making stuff up, not with any knowledge, was that we would open camp on the 30th of November and that we would start our first game on the 18th. But it doesn't make sense to me that we start on Christmas. Now, the union hasn't seen those dates. There's evidently some story uh, that those things are there. So that's where we are. My general take is the players should be pretty ready. It's a lot of time. Uh, and we'll see if it works. We'll see. That's part of this whole process is to see if it works. And I also think that the next 40 whatever days is going to be really long. Like we're really ready to go. Like I think all of us would watch NBA tonight if it was on. And we got till the 31st. Um, all right. Time for questions. Get your thoughts. All of your things. Uh, I've got this really cool. Since we're live, I'm going to go get something really cool. This is so cool. So Matt Lund over at Crown Trophy made this for me. And this is the kind of thing he can do for you, actually. So this, he built this locked. I got to make sure it's, I'm on both Instagram Live and on. It's pretty cool. So he took our logo. And as I talk about, he makes these plaques, built the logo, and then just made it pop. So it can go up on the wall. It can go. Uh, you can also make those into plaques. You can make those into things for your desk. It's a great example of everything that Matt Lund, no relation to the former great Salt Lake City radio host, now San Francisco radio host, John Lund, no relation at all. Thank goodness. This is why you can trust him. I just saw that John popped into the uh, live chat, by the way. So I had to, I had to give John a little shout out there. Uh, but you can trust Matt Lund because he has no relation to John. That's uh, and his father opened up Crown Trophy, as we've talked about before. Crown Trophy is like the biggest trophy company in in the world. And now what he's done at Crown Trophy Ogden as he's built it into so many different things than just the basic trophy. That's, that's to me what's so cool is the evolution of what he's done with the company and how he's made it even better. Uh, they can do, they're going to do all our new, do new Locked On t-shirts. They're doing it for us. We're doing new Locked On mugs. They're doing it for us. They're doing all sorts of great things. So awards, recognition, rubber stamps, sand carving, blasting, glassware, barware, you name it, they do it. That's what's so impressive. Specializing in lasers, engraving for machine parts, medical devices, aerospace items, traceable markings, etc. It's all at Crown Ogden on Facebook or crownogden at gmail.com. 801-621-2055. 801-621-2055. As we reopen up our businesses, as we retake the next steps, a bunch of businesses are growing, getting better. And you, as you grow, you want to be able to do what you do great. But the reality is one of the most single important things in your company is your IT work. So what do you do about IT well, the best way to probably deal with it rather than paying someone $150,000 inside your company is to outsource it the way people do HR and things. A great example, this is what KT Tape did, a Utah company. KT Tape, growing, growing, growing. So what do they do? They went and called Jason and Scott over at SOS Support. SOS Support's been around for 17 years. They're there for small businesses, five to 100 employees, cybersecurity, day-to-day work, value-centric and how they do it. They're probably not the cheapest. They're the best. Their retention rate is what I asked them about, and it's through the roof. 
They go back to 2004 when they got in this business and they are holding partners. And when I have emailed back and forth with the people at KT Tape, they just say they're vital. They literally took over all of their IT. And right now, banks have started the process to make sure you're secure. Financial institutions require companies have to have all their security and their data. They take care of those steps for you. This is not an area where you want to be behind the game playing catch up. So let the guys at SOS support. Call Scott at 801-563-9700. You can actually call J- Jason. Either either of them are there for you. Great service providers for you. 801-563-9700. It's SOS support. 801-563-9700. Tell them you're with Lockdown. You get a no-obligation IT assessment. And we'll include a PCI assessment for you as well. All right, let's go back to the questions. Let's start in our live chat. We are live for you on Lockdown Live on YouTube, Twitch, and uh, Facebook, we're live on Lockdown Sports on Periscope. We're at Instagram at DLock09. Um, good morning to Douglas and Nick and Barney, who are the first people in. Uh, the NBA draft is way too long away from the season anyway. Well, I mean, I don't think the NBA draft is actually that different than where it always has been, frankly. Um, you know, the NBA draft has always been like June 26th, and the finals are usually like June 21st. could be as late as June 21st. So I think this will be very similar in that regard. It's just going to be interesting to watch us kind of in different times of the year rev up for these different events that we're not used to to following. Uh, Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos, checks in and reminds everybody today is the best day to have the best day. Cody's that kind of guy. Um, West teams, Disney, California. East teams, Disney, Florida. No, everybody to Orlando. uh, All 22 teams to Orlando. My only disappointment on this is I really think and thought it would be nice if they had gone 1 through 16. I, I think that would have been the better approach for them is to go 1 through 16 seeding rather than keeping Eastern and Western Conference. Evidently, Adam Silver consulted Michael Jordan uh, largely on that, and Jordan thought it would change the way things th- thought of it. I, I feel like you want this to be different. I don't want. I don't care about an asterisk, and the champion's going to have gone through a different challenge than any champion ever has before, so it will be just as legitimate in my mind as anything else. But I think there's something to 30 years from now, you look back at the playoffs like, oh, wow, that's weird. What was? Oh, that was coronavirus. Like, I think there's something to that, and they haven't really done that. They've tried to make it look as normal as possible, and I'm not sure that I totally agree with that. I would have gone more of there's some new aspects. So sure, we have the play-in. We have less games. But I would have done 1 through 16 seeding. There's some aspects to that where I think a lot of the conversations um, – were interesting and probably could have brought something new to it. Uh, Nicholas Fischel brings up an interesting point. Vince Carter has actually now retired. That's Nicholas over on Periscope. On our Twitch listen, Rudy Gobert says he's ready to win a championship. Good. Defense. It's going to be interesting to see if defense is more important or less important. The other one I think is interesting is how does no fans impact pace of play? So from there's two things I've heard from people who've been around some of the soccer and the Korean baseball and some of those events. Uh, three things. One was when the basketball was taking place in Taiwan before they shut it down, they, the players were uncomfortable. They'd dunk and be like, oh, and then look around like, oh, what am I doing? That's weird. I shouldn't be doing that. Uh, so that, I think, will be the first one is players adapting. The other one that was happening early in soccer, and I'll have to check back. I, I don't follow soccer a great deal. And then I'll have to see whether or not that that uh, continues. Is early in the soccer world, uh, blowouts. The better teams were winning by more than ever before. That without the underdog, without the home crowd, 
um, being able to kind of push along the, those teams hurt them. Um, I'll get to a jazz issue here in a second on home court that I think's an, an interesting one to banty about. So I, I think the other one is how pace of play is impacted. Momentum inside of a game and a run. Like if you don't have the crap, like you hit the shot, you're not going to be going, let's go, let's go defense. Like there's just going to be a weird vibe to everything that I think will change how game flow works. Uh, whether it's pace or runs, like I think we could have less runs than we usually have. Um, though on the other side, it has been the story in soccer has been like, you know, teams are dominant teams. I think are winning by more than, than they were. Uh, John Lunt actually sends in a question. Biggest question. What happens when and not if a player tests positive? Um, I think that's, I mean, I'm certain someone's going to, uh, someone's also going to probably for the next three years of the NBA season, um, that this is going to be. This is not something that's going away in a few months. That's kind of my big take on this is you've got to try things, figure out what's going to work. If it doesn't, I kind of lost it on Lockdown NBA with Ben Golver about this. Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it's not a grand failure if it doesn't work. It just tells us it's more difficult to get these events going on. And if it does work, it might be a great sign to schools and other things about how you can do things. So we've got to start moving forward with trying things along the way. If someone tests positive, I'm going to guess that you... If you have access to the test, you're increasing testing. Oh, you know what? I forgot I can do these cool things. Um, the You can increase testing uh, around that player and who he's had contacts with. And I would guess you quarantine that player. Are you doing it on-site, off-site? Is it 10 days? Is it 14 days? I think there's a little uh, bit of a question to that that I don't have an answer to. From Douglas, when games start again, what do you think the biggest stories will be and how much does the media focus on Gobert Mitchell? Um, I think that'll be a large story. I think that, you know, players in the bubble will be a larger story or the campus players figuring out how to navigate it, I think will be a bigger story. Um, You know, the first time a player gets injured, we're going to blame it on coming back, which I think with the amount of time we have until the games are played seems questionable. Um, So I I think... um, you know, I, I do think, you know, we don't have a lot of news stories, so that one's going to percolate. The Gobert-Mitchell thing's going to percolate back up. Like, we're not going to be able to um, be able to do that. Another one from Doug. Do you anticipate the players will make statements about the Black Lives Matters when games start? I certainly do. Um, I don't feel as though what we have going on in our country is going to stop right now. Um, it feels very... I lived through the L.A. riots. That, that felt... Um, this feels very different. This is This feels as though it's a movement against a pattern of behavior and a duration of behavior and as well as individual incidences and um and then a feeling of just not having a voice and being not being heard and not being supported whereas the la riots when i lived through those were very much about rodney king and those police officers and that anger and didn't have this worldwide um aspect of things. So I think uh, from that sense, I do think we will continue to see uh, things of that nature. Uh, I think we can all agree with Patrick. I've been jonesing without the NBA. I want some of that. The uh, From Connor Williams, when does the 2021 season start? Um, I think it looks like middle of December. And I think the chances are that that becomes the new NBA schedule. First of all, it's going to be very hard to start pushing it back unless it's progressive. So I suspect that that will be the new NBA schedule um, moving forward. Eugene, NFL versus NBA, are we ready? 
Um, I don't know that you'll see that much of it. I think the NBA will, I would guess that if there's going to be some time off, it'll be weekends. I would guess we don't play a lot of Sundays. Um, so I would guess um, you won't see that much of it, but this will be the most we've ever had of them both going on at the same time. The other schedule is pretty great. Like if you're an NFL and an NBA fan or college football, like it all starts in August. It runs to December. It peters out, frankly, playoff start. But if you're not a playoff team, you're, and then the NBA kicks in middle of December, runs all the way through, frankly, into July. You've got a little window of July and August. You've got to figure out what you're doing and you're going to be fine. It's going to, that's going to be kind of be great. Um, from champions going to be great to have you and Booner back on the call. What have you heard about the environment? Um, new cameras, better seats. I don't know. I mean, I think that from a TV standpoint, they do have the ability to have camera angles. They've never had before when you don't have fans in there. So I think that'll be a, a very different, um, on what they're able to do. I know that people have been working on this for a long time, uh, to be creative on this and be prepared. So I, I think that will be, um, That'll be definitely be interesting um, to see what takes place in that in that regard. Today's show is brought to you in part by Intercap Lending and Steve Carter and the guys over at Intercap. I want to thank. Uh, we got a few more emails in this week from people uh, saying that they had a great Intercap experience. So thank you very much uh, to Intercap. Rock Auto is your title sponsor for today's show. When you go to a place like a brick and mortar show or a place or something like that. You don't have nearly the selection that you do at rockauto.com. Um, rockauto.com has the ability to have a massive inventory for you with less money on the brick and mortars and all the marketing and all those things. You're saving money at Rock Auto uh, and you're able to get better selection. It's a family business serving auto park customers online for over 20 years rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts for hundreds and hundreds of manufacturers. Pretty cool. We were on a call with Rock Auto people. Sean Woodley, uh, our NBA channel coordinator, or excuse me, our MLB channel coordinator was on and was like, you know, I've been looking for this piece forever. I can't find it anywhere. Promptly, literally in the middle of the call goes to uh, rockauto.com and finds it. It was pretty cool. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tall lamps to motor oil. If you're a do-it-yourselfer expert or just need that single part, the uniqueness and easily navigatable rockauto.com will be something that you absolutely love. Right locked on in there. Uh, how did you hear about a section box so you know that they sent you? That's rockauto.com. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me... I hate cooking, multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. 
That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's freshly.com slash locked on NBA. All right, let's get back to some questions. Um, and um, let's see. Here's what our guy, McKay White. Now that we have a plan for the NBA, let's jump right back into fantasy. What happens if this turns out successful and we find out the NBA has no trouble competing with early season football? Um, I don't. I guess it allows us to stretch out the season starting into or either way. Um, but I suspect that the December model just begins to work. I think we get used to it. It works. The question would be whether the only reason the December model doesn't work is if June, July, and August are too hard to get audiences. But in June, they've already done it. So it shouldn't be that much more difficult. Uh, Tree Rollins on Instagram says, what do you think is the most fair advantage for home court team in the bubble environment? Probably nothing. Maybe the ball to open a quarter. I don't, I don't know. Like, um, but I think what's really interesting about this is the only teams that are really hurt by no home court advantage are Denver and Utah. Denver and Utah traditionally are the only two teams that have home court advantage. Otherwise, teams win at home court because they're good. Chicago used to win home court all the time and then they got bad and they don't win at home anymore. So Philadelphia's got a weird thing going on this year. They'll be interesting. There'll be a lot of talk about that. Um, the So I, I think now, with that said, under Quinn Snyder, we've been a great road team. And part of it is because we don't foul. And that traditionally has made road basketball winning because you don't foul as much, helps you out. Refereeing traditionally has given a few more calls to the home court due to the environment, to the home team. How will refereeing change in this? Like that's going to be a crazy one. If you ask the officials, if I call... My good friend Bernie Fryer in Squim, Washington, or Gary Zielinski in Magna, Utah. I don't think he lives in Magna anymore. That's where he grew up. Um, I think they would tell me that it's going to be the same. That's not true. Officials are human. They're impacted by the environment of the arena. The environment of the arena will be different. Do superstars get more calls because it's obvious that they're there? Do they get less calls because there's not a crowd? Does the momentum not not having a crowd momentum impact the officials differently? I think those are some of the more interesting angles that we have to talk about in all of this. Uh, what is the Jazz eight-game remaining schedule from Instagram? The word is that the way you're going to do this is that you take your next eight games of teams that are in the, the bubble. That are, that are participating. I, I played around with this. It doesn't work perfectly because at some point you get to a team who's already played eight games 
against a team that needs its eighth game. So there'll be some variation on this. But if this were to hold, we would open with Oklahoma City, which the NBA might play as the first game back, right? Like, let's start. Like, it's where we stopped. Let's start. We have Zion and New Orleans next. Ja Morant and Memphis next. The Lakers after that with another game against the Lakers. Back-to-back games against the Spurs and then Dallas. So we have no Denver, no Clippers. Um, No more Rockets, thankfully. I think that um, there could be some changes late on that, as I said. Uh, For us, we're only knocking out one game against Minnesota in that whole time period. Right? Yeah. Let me see. Is that right? Oklahoma City, New Orleans, Memphis, Lakers, Lakers, Spurs, Spurs, Dust. We're only knocking out one game against Minnesota. So we actually, that might be our schedule. We would be the team that probably has the least games against. You know, the Eastern Conference teams are going to be hard because of the fact that they play all these teams like Atlanta and and Charlotte that aren't there. Um, so we will, that's that's the model by which we're supposed to, Now everyone's first reaction is like, oh my gosh, two things on this. There are no bad teams there. So there really aren't easy games. The only easy games would be teams that are like non-playoff teams, but they then I don't know whether that's good or bad because they're actually playing for something. So like New Orleans, Memphis, San Antonio, San Antonio are some of the least good teams there, so our schedule's soft, except for they actually all are trying to play for playoff positioning, so they actually might matter. Whereas the Lakers, who are the best team there that we have to play twice, are up by five games, so they actually might not matter. Right? Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Um, let me get to some more questions. I actually have a radio broadcasters. We're all getting together today, organized, to talk about how to broadcast and do things like that coming up in a few minutes. So I, I cannot go super long with you today. Um, nor do I think anybody ever really wants to hear more than a 30-minute show. Uh, can you foresee a future? Oh, here, McKay White says, can you foresee a future where... At, where uh, we Adam Silver has a 12 days of Christmas tournament and then we start the regular season in February as football's ending. I think that's too late, but I could see Adam Silver having some sort of tournament I know he'd like to um, and would want to. Is there any possibility we do a tournament with our championship games coming in Christmas? Eh, maybe, but I think that they probably would rather know exactly what 10 games they're getting on Christmas Day, I, to be honest. Will the Jazz have a similar schedule to the... Oh, we just did that. Sorry. Uh, thank you from Tyson for Twitch for the question. From Chris, who sent me a great email today. Chris, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Any news on broadcast TV radio setup? No, nothing official. Major League Baseball announced, interestingly, before they had any agreements, um, Major League Baseball announced that they are doing all of their games from home uh, or studio, including some of their home games from studio. Um, At least the Yankees did. So that's a little interesting. Um, Uh, Eric's thanks me for the Monday or Tuesday show, whatever it was when I opened up a little bit. You're very welcome. Um, Paul, how is broadcasting and living conditions going to work out for you and Boone? I think we will be here. I don't think many broadcasts are going. I think the national broadcast might go. Um, I think you're gonna have some media members that are in the bubble permanently, some that pop in and out. I don't quite know how it's all going to work. Um, this is an interesting question off Twitch. How much more difficult is the draft going to be without seeing the NCAA March Madness? I actually don't think it'll be 
more difficult. Most of the good players weren't advancing. And I actually think that they will be um, in some ways better because I think a lot of mistakes are made when guys make tournament runs. They Scouts kind of overplay them. Um, so I actually think it'll help the draft. I, I, I actually am not convinced this is going to hurt people's draft ability uh, or ability to draft players correctly. Uh, C Money Thompson. C Money, you better be good. If you're putting C Money in your name on Instagram, you just better be good. There's no home court advantage, so teams can aim for matchups they want. I'm not sure that there are good matchups, though. No, I think, you know, the Den- what Denver did last year will be interesting to see if teams try to meander this in some way. Actually, it's another reason why I would have liked 1 through 16. It would have been harder to do that. Uh, from Rick on Periscope. Great questions today. So fun to be with you. Will the court be mic'd up enough to hear players and coaches without the audience? He actually made a typo and said couches instead of coaches. So it would be really interesting when you hear the couches. Here are the couches on the bubble. We got like some TMZ stuff going on. Um, I think that uh, they will mic it up, but they're going to have to be careful. I think they might have to put everything in delay a little bit more than usual. Um, assuming you'll be there as media, how do you feel about being stuck yourself in the bubble for potentially two to three months? So I, I'm not convinced that I'll be there. Um, as a reporter, I would like to go. Uh, to experience it. I think it's a once in a world thing. I'd like to see what it's like, experience it, know what it is. To be away from my family from two to three months would be um, not very appealing. I've had a wonderful time uh, kind of being golf dad recently and, you know, scheduling her and playing all these things. And, you know, we actually even traveled and we're going to travel more. And uh, I have a bunch of travel in August that I'm now not doing. Um, So uh, I would not want to be away from the family from two to three months, but I would say, uh, the idea of being in the bubble um, would enthrall me for two reasons. One is to be the person who's communicating back to the fan base about what's taking place, what's going on there, relaying the information, giving them the sights and sounds, whether it's via social media or our broadcast. I would love to do that. I think that's like why you get in the business is to be the person relaying that and getting people to give the feel for it. That would be uh, one of the great challenges I've ever had in my career and would, would love to do it. Um, and to be there to see um, what it's like and have that experience and be one of the few people that ever experience it, I would be very interested in that as well. Uh, two to three months away from my uh, wife and kids would be terrible. Um, my wife, having had me home for longer than any stretch of time I've ever been home in our entire lives, might not agree with that. She might think two or three months of me leaving would be fantastic right now for all we know. I don't know. Hopefully only for two or three months, right? All right, that is Locked on Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in. Great questions today. Jay Brown, 24-7, says listening to the couches could be something. Um, Well, it will be, Jay Brown asks, will the broadcasters handle, how will the broadcasters handle players talking? I have to assume that much of it is too hot for TV. Well, you know what? I don't know. But in 15 minutes, I'm getting on a Zoom call with nine other broadcasters to talk about exactly that. So we're trying to figure it out. Thanks very much for tuning in. It is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On NBA Friday edition with Anthony and Adam is out for you. If you didn't hear me and Ben Golliver yesterday, I'd suggest you can get some vintage old lock if you used to listen to me in the old days. You'd hear that. A uh, bunch of questions about Boyan Bogdanovich. I guess he is out. Like, he's not playing, guys. He's not, there's, like, this is not backing up far enough for him to play. He's not playing. Um, so just came flying in. So, uh, no Boyan, uh, and that's a big loss and we'll try to figure out how we navigate that coming up. Thanks very much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day.
Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feet every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.